Listeners can't see this, but I am wearing a T-shirt that just says "y'all" um, because I am from Chicago. But I wanted your listeners to like have a kinship with me a little bit. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. That's you know, and and love drunk is all about expanding our horizons, and you know, it's experiencing new people and new. One hundred percent. I totally, I totally know what you mean. I and and also that like that's what happened when I started embracing the word "y'all." It just. First of all, it feels really good in my mouth. It great mouthfeel. It makes great sense for like mouthfeel. every situation. It's um it doesn't have a gender assigned to it, you know. In the Midwest, we like my- to say, hey guys. And, okay. You know, that's like uh, hey y'all. It works just the same. Exactly. My mom has a shirt um that was like the the equality um I almost said the Equality Fund. That's not it. Like, the, like the, or basically, it's a shirt that's pro-LGBTQ, sure. and it says, y'all means all. And uh, and I love that. Yeah. Um, also, hello, and welcome to Love Drunk. What's up? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm your host, Charlotte Rose. We're doing our second remote recording of the season. We're branching out, ladies and gentlemen. We are I'm, branching out. I'm so excited to be a part of that, really, truly. Yeah. And that's the, and that's, you know, what it's all about is bringing the super fans onto the podcast, <laughs> bringing the super fans to, to the biggest love drunk fans, uh, Raina Graf and, and my amazing guest who has been begging to get on the podcast. We've literally never met in person. This is so mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm so excited yep. to have him. Nick Narcissi is here. Thank you so much for having me. So thrilled to be here. Like you said, I am a huge fan. So mm-hmm. I've listened to like all the episodes. So I feel like I know all of your friends and um, thank you for um, making me one of your friends now. <gasps> of course you're, you're officially friend of the podcast now. I'm yes. And I'm, and I'm thrilled to be, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I want to get a little button, like a little love drunk friend of the pod button. We got to get like, mer- we got to get love drunk merch. I discussed this uh, with um, Allie Rosenstein. She designed, she, she's a graphic designer. I'm oh, like, yeah. hello. Get me some merch here. But really quickly, here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison and anything is on the table except for... Gin. That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. Which like, I did think about doing because I love gin. And like we, we randomly talked on the phone years ago and you discussed yes. having me on. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I want to drink gin. And you were like, I'm allergic to juniper berries. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. maybe I'll start my own fucking podcast then. And have you? Oh, God, no. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Oh, my God. It is so funny because I have had so many people, and not to discredit you in any way, shape, or form, I've had so many people being like, I'm the one that's going to make you do it. And I'm like, hey, listen, it's my fucking podcast. So oh, yeah. follow, follow my rules or don't, oh, like, yeah. whatever, but... You, you know, you don't get to be on my podcast. I, Hello? I definitely thought, yes, I was going to be the one, but mm-hmm. we are not drinking gin. We're not drinking gin. What are we drinking, Nick Narcissi? We just are moved drinking... my light because I had a weird shadow. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's sorry. What, that's what you look like? Wow. Um, <laughs> the glow up, the instant glow up. <laughs> the literal gl- glow up. Um, we. What are we drinking? Are drinking. 
White Claws. There is no laws on this episode of the podcast, y'all. There ain't no laws when Charlotte and Nick are drinking claws. Absolutely. There ain't no laws, dude. None. Um, Zero. I am shocked that no one picked White Claw before you did. You were the very first person. And I and let me tell you, I'm thrilled because I love it. Mm-hmm. When back in the beginning of the pandemic, you reached out and were like, hey, thinking about recording some more Love Drunks, would you want to be a mm-hmm. part of it? And I was like, absolutely. And I had like 25 cases of White Claw at my house, legitimately, because my sister works for an organization and they had a big event uh, that mm-hmm. like got canceled because of uh, COVID. And so of the they whole had, thing that happened, they gave my sister a pallet of White Claws, like it literally filled up the back of an SUV and she drove that to our house and we had that. That is amazing. I'm glad you gave me the backstory because for a second I was really thinking that like everyone's getting all the bottled water and you are just there like fucking let me get these claws. Oh, like absolutely. no one's even paying attention to the claws. No, the claws are being neglected. Exactly. And they're being neglected because I <laughs> get off okay this was 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 thank you so much (laughs) it's nice five minutes of recording you're already kicked off get off of my damn podcast how dare you um yeah so we had so many cases of white claw at the beginning of the pandemic we don't have them anymore um because it's been a long pandemic but yeah when when you reached out i was like oh well that's what i have let's drink that and uh you know now we're doing it and there ain't no laws there ain't not a single law. Um, I am drinking. I cannot. I don't know. I had like an experience when I cracked open this black cherry and I took a sip and I was like, damn, dude, this tastes like summer. Like this. T- this reminds me so much of summer. Yeah, I, it's kind of disgusting. I know exactly what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. I am currently drinking a lime, which, mm-hmm. as we all know, it's your least favorite flavor. Yes, it's my least favorite flavor. Is it like lime. limes in general? Or is it just? I like lime. Like I love a, I love a Moscow Mule. I love a little lime juice on the shrimp or on the taco. Like you know, yeah. like I, I love lime juice. And also, Nora and I always drink Nora Foley, friend of the podcast, friend of the pod. We drink friend of the pod. Get her a button. Mm-hmm. We drink like vodka water with lemon and lime. Like that's what we drink when we're trying to be like skinny legends, but also not get absolutely like so hungover. Like let's still hydrate while we're hydrate while we dehydrate basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like lime for some reason, like fake lime is disgusting to me. Like I just cannot. And this is, this has been growing and changing because it used to be like, oh, I just didn't really like, like it that much. But now I don't know. I have three, I took out all of the limes from the box and I put them on my desk and I'm like, those are my last resort. Well, I, I don't think, think we'll get I, to them. I do have to say though, like, I think they use natural flavors. So like, <laughs> maybe there is some like natural lime in maybe. here. I don't. I don't. It Probably doesn't, not. It Probably tastes, not. It tastes weird. I don't like it. It tastes weird. I don't get it. I like. I like the lime. <gasps> Nick, are you are you on TikTok? Are you an internet man? Unfortunately, I am not. I am. I am <sighs> trying to spend less time on my phone. I know. I know. Roll your eyes at me, but disgusting, disgusting. Be terrible like the rest of us, please. The thing is, like, I please. know I'm going to get addicted. I 100 percent know I'm going to get addicted. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I'm already addicted to all other social media. Yeah. People that give up their Instagram where they're like, yeah, I'm just going to like, I just like hate social media. Like, I'm just going like, to take a break from Instagram. I'm like, I hate you so yeah. much because I want to be you. I want to be that disconnected. Are you kidding me? I, I, I'm I can't on there 24 seven. I can't do it. And when the, when the feed is over, hit that explore button, <laughs> go find new things to look at. I should. It never ends. I I should do that. I actually don't really check out my explore page that much, but you know what? Please do not do it. I am begging you you're, not to do you're it. You're inspiring me. No, 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 no. I take it back. No, but what I what I was bringing up about TikTok is that you have all of these people that are turning twenty one in quarantine. Oh yeah. And like I'm I'm really not trying I'm like I don't want to sound like a boomer here like I really am not trying to make fun of like Gen Z in any way shape or form. Um it is horrifying to realize that you are no longer like the hip generation. Oh. 100%. Like it's kind of it's awful and I'm really struggling with it, which is perhaps why I'm addicted to TikTok and like Well, I have you to know, say middle part and That is so millennial of you to be struggling with <laughs> with not being the center of attention because that's what we've been framed as for a, quite a long time for a very long time is it um our whole lives uh-huh 100% you, would you say our whole our whole lives i think it stems anyway. from the fact that i got um a participation trophy um once upon a time yeah yeah but then it's also kind of like i worry about how that's going to make us raise our kids Cause I mean, we were, we were kids and we couldn't choose the participation trophy or not. Like, you know, that wasn't us, but it's like, I think that they set us up for a loss because like, that's how they raised us and how are we going to raise our kids? Anyway, we keep, I do want to get back to this, but what I'm trying to say, the long and short of it, this story is not worth the buildup, but basically there were two girls that were like, we're going to show you how to make blackout water. And they made, they made a vodka soda, but they didn't know. Okay. All right. Hold on. But they didn't know. They called it blackout water, blackout, and it was just vodka. Blackout water has to have Everclear in it. I really like that's to me. That is blackout water, and also that sounds terrible. But a vodka soda is just a vodka soda. I mean, it's like it's literally they use like true. They use like truly lime. And then vodka or tequila, and then also put some fresh lime in there. And they're like, this is blackout water. And it's like, that's a vodka soda, baby. Like, you just, I mean, and do I love the name blackout water? Of course I do. Fan- yeah, I mean, fantastic. no, it's, it's brilliant. Love that. It's really brilliant. The, the creativity key. However, I just feel so bad because they were getting absolutely roasted in the comments. As they should. Like, tell me, As they should. <laughs> Tell me you turned 21 in quarantine without telling me you turned 21 in quarantine. Somebody sent me a recipe for a drink and it was just a white claw. But every time you take a sip, you pour vodka in it. Stop. Until the until the can is entirely vodka. Have you ever heard of a sidewalk slammer? No. (laughs) That kind of reminds me of a sidewalk slammer. I had one. New Year's, like 2017 to 2018, I puked at the pregame. Is it like you're um, supposed to get so drunk you fall, you slam on the sidewalk? Is that? No. Well, I mean, yes. But it's so basically you take a like you, you take a 40 
And typically it's like malt liquor, but honestly, 40 of any, you can get a 40 of anything nowadays. Anything, Come anything on. that starts anything. with you take a 40, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good story. You know, it's going to be a good story. So you take a 40, you drink down to the barcode. Oh God. Nick, stay with me. Listen, you drink down to the barcode and then you fill it back up with four loco. Um, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. So my new year's 2018, um, I got iced uh, twice in 20 minutes. Sure. Sure. And then I had a sidewalk slammer. And then I puked at the pregame and then rallied and like went out to the club. And I was like, who, like now I'm like, who is that girl? I mean, a puke and who rally is, is, that's, that's good. Good on you. I'm like really proud of you for that. Thank you. Virtual cheers to that. Cheers. But cheers, um, that. cheers, cheers to our little white clump. Yeah, we're focusing a lot on the drunk and less on the love. So, so I do have some, some questions, just some rapid fire. Love it. Uh, love it. The rapid fire questions that I asked that you've probably heard are never actually rapid fire, but I just have to ask you because again, Nick and I never met in person. This never. is fantastic. I know. I'm very excited. Um, Nick has come to visit Los Angeles twice while I knew our our connection, Nora, Nora Foley, friend of the friend, friend of, of the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Both times I had like shit going on. Like there was one time I was having a mental breakdown and then another time I had to work. So, you know, I, I was not able. That's also fine because one of those times I was in LA, I was having a mental breakdown. So like totally works. Totally works. Yeah. Yeah. Totally works. Um, Only only one person is allowed to be having a mental breakdown that's out, out. Yeah. Like, you know, out partying. And the other person who has a mental breakdown has to just like take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm going to give that to him, it's, you know? It's not my day for the mental breakdown. I saw, it's not my day, you yeah. know? So Nick and I had a, a running joke where anytime Nora was talking to him on the phone, I was like, is that my best friend, Nick? Let me t- let me speak to my best friend, please. Uh, Wait, that was a joke? And... No. <laughs> Nick and I are best friends. <laughs> oh, my God. See how well we get along because we're so best good. friends? So good. So good. One day we'll meet in person. I feel like you're going to be taller than I expected. I'm. I'm not pretty... that you have like short energy, but no, I'm pretty tall. I mean, I'm six feet tall, so it's like it's sort of around. Truly, that's so funny because I thought you were going to say you were like six two or something. I wish. God, I wish. Let me. Let me. Let's take that back. Yeah, I'm six two. Um, <laughs> Nick is six foot two. I'm six uh, two. But yeah, so anytime I have someone on the podcast that I, you know, because again, a lot of times we, when we started out, this was all my friends, this was all college people, you know, whatever. And now I have my best friend on, but I still don't know (laughs) a couple of these things about you. So let's go ahead and ask him. Um, So (laughs) rapid fire, uh, how old were you when you had your first kiss? Um, I think I was, I think I was 12 or 13. I, I, th- okay. that, that's my first like real kiss. Like I remember kissing girls when I was like younger, when I was in daycare and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I think the, like the first time that I like made out with somebody, I was like, I was like 13 ish. Okay. 13 ish. Um, mm-hmm. how old were you when you entered your first relationship? Hmm. The, the first one that I sort of like count, I, I've always been a girlfriend guy. Like I've always had okay. relationships. 
Um, but the first one that I, I count as as real was was in high school. It was probably like I was like 15 or something like that, 16. Okay. But I had but I had girlfriends um, leading up to that, but they're just like not in the mythology of my relationships now. Right. Yeah. It's not in like the extended universe of your relationships. Exactly. You know? Exactly. The narcissi extended universe. Right. I got you. Right. Um, the movies nobody <laughs> wants to see. Exactly. It's like, we don't need this prequel. No. Like, that's fine. We actually don't need it. Yeah. Um, no, I always, not, obviously, when I was in middle school, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I think that that's when I really started to be like, I want to date a boy and hold hands and a lot of that. But it's, I look back on it now and I'm like, what did you even do when you had a boyfriend in like seventh grade? Right. What'd you do? Nothing. Actually, like, like I had a girlfriend in seventh grade and like, we'd never okay, hung bragging. out. I, I know, right? Mm-hmm. It's a girl that I made out with, you know. Um, oh my god! I'm, well, because you had to make an honest woman of well, her. Of Once you made out with her, of you course. had to lock it down. You I got you. But but you're right. It's like, what did we do? We went to a movie one time, and then we went to the eighth grade dance together. Like that's it. How did you break up? I have to ask. Um, we went to high school. I legitimately that was it. It's like, uh, hey. We're going to high school now. It was nice knowing you. And then I kind of never saw her again. And you went to the same high school? It wasn't even that y'all yeah. were going to separate Oh, high yeah. Schools? No, we went to the same high school. Well, I it, it was a large high school, though. So, like, right. I don't yeah, think she's I... she's on, like, the second floor. You're on the first. Yeah. Like, you're never going to see Never see you know? Absolutely. Dude, that is so funny. Yeah, I... Um, that was also another thing. Like, I, I'm sure that... I'm, I'm sure, obviously, huge fan of the podcast you are. I mentioned in, I'm actually not sure when I mentioned this, but my the guy who was my first kiss, he had a girlfriend at the time, technically. Have, have you heard this? I have heard this. I have heard this story. Okay. But I, but I, yeah, please keep going. No, of course. No, I, well, it's going to be drunk me editing this, being like, you tell this story every fucking time, dude. I just thought, it, like, looking back on it now as an adult, him being like, well, she's going to sleepaway camp for the summer. So, like, obviously we're going to break up. Well, yeah. But it's, I, and it's just those laws. I was listening to a podcast and, and they were talking about this, of like of, like, time and how, like, people measure time. And for me, it was like, oh, well, I dated that girl in seventh grade. And it was like we dated for the whole year. And that was a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's like looking on it now, it's like we dated for six months and that was, you know, that's nothing. But at that time in my life, oh, six yeah. months was a huge point of time. It was, you know, like one sixteenth of my life at that point. Right. Or something like that. I don't know. Math's yeah. hard. It, we're not doing math drunk. We're not doing. Oh, God, I would I would just stop doing the podcast. If it became math drunk, I was like, no, 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 I no. can't do math sober. So. But yeah, it's it is it is very funny, like looking back on the things that were so significant and not to discredit them because, you know, you felt that way and the feelings were valid. But when you and, you know, like I remember being kind of an angsty teenager and being like, no one understands me and people say this stuff doesn't matter, but it does. And then you get older and you're like, no, I didn't actually, but not in a bad way, just sort of like. The stuff that you never thought you'd get over. It certainly helps you develop into who you become, right? And yes. and I think that, like for me, I know, like I know, I've always had a lot of relationships, but mm-hmm. there have always been a few standouts that I think have like that that have developed into 
a clear line of where I am now. Like those are the major relationships okay. in my life. And it's not every single girlfriend I've had. Right. Well, um, that was a great rapid fire question. Um, so and my next rapid fire question is, where is the weirdest place you've hooked up and or made out with? Like whatever. Weirdest place you've right. ever done that with someone. The The weirdest place. And it was kind of like to have an answer to this question because because like people are going to sort of like ask us this question at some point in time. So mm-hmm. it was a, a scenic overlook of a town, like a small town in Minnesota. <laughs> so many questions. Just sure. right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. <laughs> what, first and foremost, what were you doing in Minnesota? I was uh, doing a play in, in okay. the small town in Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, how did you meet this Minnesotan girl? Or she, if she wasn't Minnesotan, she, but she became Minnesotan when this, this event happened. I, that's, that's fair. Um, she, she was also doing the play. So we, yeah, we, we met doing that and, you know, mm-hmm. had a, a, a very fun summer and a showman, a showmance as uh, I am want to do. If you keep asking me more questions, you'll find that there's a theme uh, to a lot of my relationships. Um, <laughs> Love it. Love it. And the theme is that they were my co-star. Um, but, but yes. I we, tried to do that like once and it didn't work out for me. Oh, so it, I was just like, never mind. It's never worked out. <laughs> it's never worked out. I mean, like I'm not with any of them now. So like, yeah, that's true. Anyway, continue scenic, scenic yeah, so, overlook. So there was this, like you had to like go up like a bluff, which is like a half mountain. It's like mountainous, but we're in the Midwest and pretty much everything's flat. Okay. So yeah, there was like a, you, you drove up there and there was like a, a, a place where you could see the whole town and it had there was a little map and it was like oh you can see that town hall is over here and you can see that the holiday inn is over here and like that's oh my god stop yeah and uh that was that was that and it was like i don't know midnight or something i don't know it was we were the only mm-hmm. people up there the hour of sin oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sinful hour it was it, yes it was the sinful hour and um <laughs> like good christians we uh you prayed. We we opened prayed. up your Bible. We prayed. Yeah, mm-hmm. all night long. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, oh my God. Okay, great, fantastic scenic overlook in Min- in a small town, in Minnesota. Yes. I love it. Um, final question: If you could give your thirteen year old self any advice about dating, relationships, etc., what would it be? Oh, this is uh, this is a great question. I, I think if I was giving my thirteen year old self advice um it would be just to sort of enjoy the moment i i think when i was 13 i was really interested in getting to the the end you know what i mean like i right. i i really think i'm a romantic at heart so it was like I, w- I wanted the big romantic moment, the big romantic gesture where the the music swells and the credits roll. And it's like, that's not reality. That's not what actually happens. So just like sort of living in that moment is probably best. 
Yeah. I think that's great advice. I think that a lot of people, especially when it comes to when you're so young and you kind of romanticize these things in the sense of, you know, there's always that conflict and there's always, you know, a resolution. And I think for me personally, watching all those movies and things where it's like, oh, there's there's always the point where there's a horrible conflict and then they get back together for whatever reason, la da da. And that, you know, I think that that's what kind of pushed me through a lot of things that were not good and like were pretty toxic in the sense that I thought, oh, this is how it's supposed to be because we go through our, you know, second act drama yeah. for a third act redemption. 100%. I, I, I totally, yeah. I, I think that a lot of the times in a relationship too, I'm like um, trying to avoid that sort of drama because mm-hmm. I don't want to create conflict to push right. them away before the third act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But again, that's just like not, real life so yeah there's always gonna be like a little bit of conflict but it's like the conflict that's like there's normal conflict and then there's like really terrible conflict and then you're like oh shit what am i doing here and i think there's also i mean i mean communication is obviously the key to a healthy relationship which my therapist Mm -hmm. keeps telling me um and i think that it's sort of hard to get that at a young age to to realize that there there will be a rocky road and you can Mm -hmm. still work through it and be fine be happy in the end yeah i think that it's it's weirding me out in a little bit because my my boyfriend oh damn i I got a ruby grapefruit oh you didn't even look i didn't even look I didn't you even didn't look. even look. Ruby Grapefruit. He, was so he opened it off camera and was like, I saw your little hand move. Mm-hmm. It's my least favorite flavor. And um, oh, no. I'm going to drink it, though. I'm going to drink. I'm okay. not going gonna... to. Hey, for solidarity, I will drink a lime one with you. Cheers. Virtual cheers. 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 Virtual cheers. Let's do it. Oh, why did I do I'm going to take one sip and be like, why the fuck did I do it? Just like make your roommate come in here and drink it. <laughs> Nora, come drink. No, she. She probably Ask, shouldn't. She probably shouldn't. She probably shouldn't um, at the moment. Just a just a very very short summary of my evening was um, right when I was about to go get the white claw. My roommate, my sweet, I love her so much. I love her so much. Friend of the podcast. Idea. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Nora Foley. I walked out and I was about like I opened my mouth to be like I'm about to go to pavilions to get a white claw and she goes I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> And I go, what? And she goes, I'm coughing up blood. So. Which is a bad thing. Scary. Scary. Admittedly, very scary. And I even talked to my mom after this, like telling her the story. And she was like, that's terrifying. And if you had called me, I would have told you to go to the hospital. We're about, she's, she's coughing. She's coughing up blood. She's freaking out. I'm like, let's get you in the car. Let's go to urgent care. I'm texting Nick being like, I'm driving Nora to urgent care we might have to delay this a little bit. Uh, and we get about halfway there. Nora calls her best friend since childhood, Kara. Um, Kara is a nurse. Her mom is also a nurse. And her mom was like, I think you're fine. Like, blah, da, da. And then Nora's finally like, we can turn the car around. We can go back. So then I'm texting Nick, like, 
never mind. We're on the way back. We can still do the podcast. Which um, I, I was like really upset with Nora that she was like trying to overtake my like moment with my best friend. Um, and yeah, it seemed a little calculated. I, I agree. To be, if I have agree. to be completely honest, it seemed a little calculated. She's like, oh, Narcissi's coming on the podcast. My time to shine. Yeah. Let me yeah. just cop up blood real quick. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Special effects. I don't know how she did it. It looked so real. When she caught into her hand and there was blood, it was it was, it was um, actually Hershey syrup and uh, food dye. That that's food coloring. That's it. Classic Nora. Mm-hmm. Classic Nora. She pulls that all the time. Uh, no, anyway, and also of course, like Nora is so sweet. I'm like, I'm gonna drive you to urgent care. She goes, "You're recording tonight." No, I don't want to. Re-. And I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking let you drive. You're coughing up blood. I'm not gonna let you drive to urgent care. Hello. I, I, yeah, that's but. That's Nora, and she's a friend not only of the podcast, but a friend of life. Of life, of both of us, <laughs> that's a mutual true. friend. That's, that's true. how we became. That's how we met and became best friends. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's actually um, true. Yeah, but the long and short of it is that uh, she should not be drinking white claw right now. She's drinking water, right. drinking lots of fluids. She's doing great. She's doing good. She's doing great. Yeah. A little while ago, she texted me, "LOL, remember that time I coughed up blood?" And she's she's in great spirits. And you we're know? all she's LOLing fine. about it. We're here, LOLing about it. Um, not sure how we started talking about. Oh, the it was the white. Claws. It was the claws. It's, the it's always the, the, it's it always the claws. the claws. It all comes down to the claws. So this is my third white claw. Doesn't taste as bad because it is because my third it's one. your third. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's that's normally how it goes. So that's the key: is you save your least favorite one for not last because I haven't had raspberry. Oh, I love raspberry. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll I, be a fun time. I me. also I have a. A confession to make about the podcast. I don't necessarily know if your guests are drunk enough. So I'm I'm sort of trying to break the mold and and be the the drunkest of love drunk. That is fantastic. So so keep in mind, I do try to edit. If it's like real bad, because there are some episodes I listen to and I'm like, we real fucking sloppy. We're drunk. So I do. uh, Yeah. So I do my best. And obviously I'm not changing anything around. I'm not like changing people's words or whatever. But if someone takes a 30 second pause to be like, what the fuck was I talking about? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, let me get my phone. Hold on. Hold on. Like I cut that out because I'm like, no one wants to listen to that. And it it definitely worked, though, in the. in the marijuana wine episode or whatever you guys were drinking. Yes. Yes. The THC episode. As you guys got higher, it it was so funny. And that's why I had to keep in all of like the, I'm feeling good. Do you feel good? Yeah. Do you feel good right now? I yeah. feel really good. And I was like, I have to keep that in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember it's also kind of funny because when we were recording that, I was like, I feel like I'm just like talking over Raina so much. And then I listened to it and I was like, not okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't as bad, but you uh, were both stoned. <laughs> like, we yes. were, we were stone blown. Let me tell you. But yeah, so I would say probably the, so there's a, I don't know if I've, I've talked about this on the podcast and we might've spoken about it. There is a lost episode of love drunk oh. in that. Yeah. In that it is a, about like a five minute recording because five minutes after the recording started, the guest vomited and then it was just. Oh my God. There. What, 
what an episode that would have been. Just literally, just, it would have been five minutes of talking, like wasn't answering my questions. Like I I was, I said something about like, oh, like your first kiss, and the person was like, oh, it was, and then like threw up. And so it was just, um, yeah, it was pretty wild. We ended up re-recording, so it's sure. it's one it's one guest on there. Oh my god! And I'll never, I'll that's a secret. I'll never tell. That's XOXO. that's good. My Charlotte. my sister's roommate was seeing a guy that she just called puke because on their first date he got so drunk that he just threw up. So. She just referred to him as puke, which like, you know, that relationship's not going to last. Yeah. And it hasn't. Yeah. How long did they, how, how long did they date? Uh, it's just like a month or two or something. Yeah, P- puke was, puke's up. no longer in the picture. Puke's out of the picture, guys. We yeah, don't have puke's to talk out of the about picture. it. Yeah. Um, and then there was also another one. I would say that, uh, that Josh Fisher and I, it was just shots of Jose Cuervo. And so that is probably, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I feel like we had to have been wasted. I'm pretty sure he took throughout the, the, like we took a couple shots at the beginning and then every once in a while we'd like stop and take a shot. So I think that throughout that episode, I had seven shots of tequila. Oh my God. Yes. Now that is what I call blackout water. That is actually... Blackout water. water is just tequila. It's just tequila. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just tequila. That is all it is. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like we, you and I love to talk about alcohol. Well, yeah. We talked about love a little bit. Yeah. It's like this episode has been like love drunk. Um, <laughs> That's true. But do you have okay? So you you are in a relationship. I am. I am amazing. Love that. We we love a committed king. Uh, <laughs> how long have you been with your girlfriend? We, uh, we just started dating at the beginning of the year. So it's been mm-hmm. about eight months now, but I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been very different for me. I, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people were experiencing like a weird dating realization in the beginning of the pandemic of like, mm-hmm. I, I remember you talking about it on the podcast of like, this is the end we're all about to die. And I don't think you were alone in that. Like, I think a lot of us felt that way. I know that I did. Mm-hmm. And it was- I'm glad I wasn't alone in that because sometimes I feel like I was being super dramatic, but no, oh. it, it, that was, but that's just time. That's, that's it. But I, in that moment, I remember like really thinking that. I think a lot of people actually felt that way. It, it was really being sort of portrayed as like, this is it. We've never experienced this before. Everybody get ready for it. And I think human nature is to like couple up, is to 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 really be in a relationship at that, you know, at at, at the time of the end because you yeah. don't know what the future is going to be. I then think that that has caused a lot of breakups in the last six months. Yes. What I have noticed in my friend group is that people have either broken up or gotten engaged. Yep. Or gotten dogs. That's like another, that's a yeah. big thing. A lot of people got dogs and cats. Okay. So I, I did get a dog during quarantine, but also in my brain, you know, what's funny about that. I was single at the time. Yeah. And I was like, 
I'm going to get this dog before I get a dog with someone else. Because if worst case scenario, if something doesn't work out, I'm keeping the dog. Oh, that's yeah. My it's your dog. dog. Yeah. Yes. So I never want a situation in which at the time, this is what my thought process was. But it was, I never wanted to be in a situation in which I got an animal with another person. And then like worst case scenario, we break up and we have to figure out like who gets the animal. Yeah, that's essentially a divorce at that point. And that's a lot to deal with. And I can't handle that. I I, I can't handle that. At the beginning of the pandemic, I had nothing to do. I I mean, like I was an actor, uh, you know, before the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. I was really happy that that was like my full-time job. That was what I was doing. But I was a stage actor. So like I, that stopped, that stopped and really hasn't started up much again. Um, And so I had nothing to do. And so I started like, you know, trying to date and trying to go on the apps and stuff like that. And that was, Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was fine I, I started seeing a girl at the beginning of the pandemic and it got like very serious very fast and then also ended because it has to yeah it did it did like it, it because that's because when you're in these circumstances it has to get so intense so quickly and it was the beginning where it was like i'm i guess i'm risking my life just by seeing you because yes mm-hmm. this is it and so I we 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 started seeing each other, and she had cats, and I hate cats, and um, it that feels like a very relevant detail, uh, and <laughs> just so everyone knows, yeah, he hates cats, yeah, and her cats especially. Yeah. He was like, "Fuck you." I mean, they were assholes, but like, I yeah, it it, it ended just as quickly as it began. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think that like I'm in a sort of different place now um, where I'm sort of looking for something more long long term. You know, I'm looking for a partnership and um, Mm -hmm. she wasn't it. So I then went through the pandemic again and was just sort of trying to do the apps and would like go really hard for like three days and try and send a lot of messages and stuff. And then I got no responses and then I wouldn't touch the apps for like three weeks again. Uh, but then I ended up meeting this girl in, in January and it, it clicked and it's amazing. And I'm, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And, uh, I'm very happy and yeah, it's, it's really, it's really great. I love that. Also as someone who started dating their significant other in the pandemic, Love these success stories. Yeah. Love that because so, so often I hear, and that's not to say that people don't meet people on the app and that it's not possible. I personally, I don't know if you felt this way too, but I definitely thought that it was never going to work for me on an app. I was like, that's yeah. just not how it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, I, I'm with you. Like I said earlier, a lot of my relationships are people that I've met. They've been like co-stars of mine and plays and things like that. And I think that I, I, I remember hearing on one of your podcasts, somebody saying, I want to meet somebody organically. And that like really made me angry because it's so hard to do it that. Was, it was Jeff Burge. Yes, the podcast. it's Jeff. I, you remember that exactly. Cause I was like, Oh, organically. And he was like, I know it sounds stupid, but like, that's what I want. I, I understand. I totally understand the want of that. 
but it's just so hard to do that, especially in a pandemic where you can't actually like have a meet cute at the coffee shop because Mm -hmm. we were told that like we were all going to die if we go to the coffee shop. Yes. And it was like, it was like, you are selfish. If you go to the coffee shop, you gotta make coffee by yourself. You gotta make coffee at home. Right but also support small businesses and like it's it it was and it was hard and obviously like yes support small businesses but there was a while where we weren't sure what was allowed what wasn't allowed what was safe what wasn't safe what you know it was an impossible time yes to deal with these things and and yeah it's yeah I completely understand um I think that you and I are probably very similar in that most of the time we go off like, this sounds so stupid, but like vibes, you know, like well, we have to see how people. Pisces, so it checks out. Yeah. I just freak out and like do like fucking wall kicks for like 10 minutes. I'm like fucking Pisces. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we go off of how people interact with us, interact with other people. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm not sure if I did or not. But I was so weirded out when I first started talking to my now boyfriend on the app. And I was like, I don't want to, cause I would form attachments to people that I would text for long periods of time. And then I would meet them and they were just completely like the vibe was completely off. It was completely different. I was like, I hate this. And then I would just end up disappointed. So to combat that, I, uh, Natalie Patton, friend of the podcast, also the theme song writer oh. and singer of yeah Natalie wow. wrote the wrote and sang song. the love junk theme I know isn't it so amazing uh but she she was like you should send him a video and and then he'll be encouraged to send you a video back and so then I did send him a video where I was like hi you asked so many questions in your last text and you know I just you know I'm having one of those days I don't want to text blah 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 and I sent him this video and then when he sent me a video back I freaked out and I panicked and I was like what if I watch it and he's weird like oh, what if yeah. I watch it and his like and his like voice is yeah, weird Yeah what if he's got he's, a like, really high pitched and- voice what if it's like abnormally high pitched abnormally high pitched or like what if he talks real slow oh, like yeah. I just don't What if he's southern I've how dare you? I know. How dare you I say know. that to me on my podcast? How dare you do this to me? Wow. Okay. Well, that was great, guys. Have a good Again, <laughs> it was nice to, to record. Thanks, everybody, for the nice opportunity. Nice to record for a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. So so then he sent me this video back, and I freaked out, and I couldn't watch it until Nora was sitting next to me, and she was like, press play, like, press play. Uh, and I finally did, and I was like, oh, okay, no, he's cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But it's, it's so weird to... Like it's so impossible to get someone's vibe or like someone's, and I hate saying that. No, but, like, I, I understand. Their aura, like no, how else I, do you describe it? I, you their, know? their joie de vivre. I, I, I get it. I, I mean, it's, I think in the joie beginning. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. My French is. I did French in high school. Not to brag. My French is terrible, but my girlfriend is French and, um, and I, I don't speak it. I'm like doing Duolingo and it's like not working. So um yeah that's very cute and so sweet but also just like it's not working she thinks it's cute that i'm trying and so like i'm gonna continue to try you get the points yeah. you get the points dude you got it but at the, at the beginning of the pandemic i was doing a lot of like the facetime dates where i was i was like oh let's have a, a cocktail together but like for me it was always white claw because again like i just had an unbelievable amount of white claw at my house 
Because um, they're like, I'm not going out and risking my life when I got good White yeah, Claw right I have, here. I have 25 cases of White Claw next to me. Like, I, I got to get uh-huh. through this, guys. Like, reaching distance. Exactly. Like, let's do, fucking do it, dude. Um, But I I remember, like, the, the girl that I uh, started to see in the beginning of the pandemic, I we were FaceTiming for, like, three, four, five hours sometimes of, like, just, like, ta- talking. It was great. We had a, a you know... A very intense connection but again it was like we ran out of things to talk about after all of that you know and then as we were dating we talk about everything and it's yeah. like and then as we were dating we was we like do? it was like i actually don't care about any of the things that you're saying so like it's uh this isn't gonna work um yeah i uh didn't start uh dating my my girlfriend my current girlfriend until sort of after i was vaccinated um, I got really mm-hmm. lucky. I got vaccinated super early on. You did. I remember Nora telling me about I that. I did. I was talking about it recently because, like, I was I, I like almost got canceled by some people because of it. Like, they were very angry that I was getting vaccinated so early, and it's just because I somehow got this job at a cancer research laboratory in the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, and so we had to get vaccinated. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing with one of my friends, like one of my childhood friends, he works administration in a hospital in Oklahoma. Sure. And so, you know, I was like, when he told me he had gotten vaxxed, I was so jealous because at that point it was like, he was he was very, very early on. Right. Um, and I was so annoyed. I was like, I want to get vaccinated so bad. And like, I feel like if I lived in Texas, I'd be able to do it because no one wants to get vaccinated in Texas. And I said, but like, honestly, like no disrespect to you, obviously, like you work in healthcare. And he's like, I work in administration. I do headhunting in an administration building. Like I should not be one of the first people to have it, but also it's Oklahoma. So I don't feel as bad because no one wants to get vaccinated. Right. Like that's the thing is like everybody get vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like at that point in January, it was just like, Everybody's got to do it at some point, so oh, we're yeah. giving it to you now. No, um, yeah, Love Drunk's official stance on vaccination is get them, you dumb yeah, idiot. Get just do it. Yeah. Just freaking do it. I would also get by that button, like a Love Drunk, get vaccinated button. Love Drunk, um, get vaccinated. Be loved, stay drunk, get, get vaccinated. vaccinated. I would 1,000% get that button. Love it. But I, when, when my girlfriend and I went out on our first date, in Chicago, it was January and it was, I think, 30 below zero. Stop. And we had to do Stop outdoor it. dining. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. we were like mm-hmm. I hate it. in a tent with like a, a heater uh, like on our table. And we were bundled up so much that like, you know, you wear a cute outfit to the first date and like of course she like she couldn't even see that i was wearing a cute outfit because i was like wearing just like a huge fucking jacket but she like a fucking parka yeah but she did make fun of me later because i was also wearing like a black turtleneck and black jeans and she was like you look like the food critic from ratatouille and i was like that makes sense that i'm wearing because we are wearing the same outfit so like it makes sense that you think that that is hilarious yes also, this is a love drunk exclusive. My boyfriend just texted me and said, I got you a key to my place. Whoa. Whoa. Way to go. 
did it, did it. He's never getting rid of me That's, now. Well, I, and you know what? My way to go was for Casey. That was a good move, dude. Good move. Good move. Good move. I mean, like, listen. At the end of the day, it also saves you time. Have you had a key? To go to the door to get. Have me. you had a key to a partner's place? Never. This is the first time. Wow. Are you stoked? Okay, good. Yes. Good. Also because I gave so I gave him a key to my place a couple months ago, like 2 months ago or so, and it was truly because he would have to leave early most of the time and I just didn't want to get up and lock the door behind him. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And yeah, and so I I just gave him a key to be like walk up after yourself. Let me stay in bed, please. Thank you. Love you. Go on your merry way. I um, I had a similar situation last week with my girlfriend where I put her on my car insurance. Which is like um, quite a serious step. I I let her extremely serious drive my car around the city, and I was uh, mildly terrified all day long because I had never really seen her drive. But um, you know, we're here. The car's still standing, and uh, it didn't cost me any extra on my insurance. So. Way to go. See, and that's the important thing. That's the important thing. You know, you you get in coverage for both people and you don't have to pay anything more. Are you kidding me? That's the best. Be loved, stay drunk, get vaxxed, and get covered. <laughs> Shut up. I'm stealing that. That's going to be the first love drunk shirt. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That is amazing. Okay. Well, speak. Okay. Speaking of all these big steps, all these big, you know, like gestures and all that good stuff, um, Nick Narcissi. Do you believe in love? No. <gasps> I'm just kidding. Of course I do. Of course, of course you I do. do. Love, it's uh it's really cool, isn't <laughs> it's it? It's awesome, man. I mean, it's it's cute. It's cute too that like we're talking about this, like two like newly in love people, like relatively newly. Yes. Um but oh, of course. But I um yeah, one hundred percent. Uh I don't really know what the podcast would be like if somebody said no legitimately Uh, yeah i feel like if someone i i guess that a downside of this question is you already know that people are going to say yes because if they were going to say no you probably wouldn't have asked them to be on the podcast. You probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have asked them, but also i don't think they would have agreed you know to be on the podcast i also think they're like there's like maybe one or two guys that ha- that you've interviewed that might not believe mm-hmm. in it. Like, I don't know if I buy it when they're saying it. Okay. So like, I, like I'm not going to okay. name names that's, because that's I also, to, to, to be quite honest, like I, I don't really remember the names, but like, I think people should like go back and listen to the episodes with the males, mm-hmm. male identifying people. And uh, uh-huh. maybe think I don't know. Second guess a little bit. Weirdly enough, it is wildly difficult for me to get men on this podcast. Well, because it's like toxic masculinity that like doesn't want to talk about love, you know, but like Mm -hmm. it's the fucking best. It's the best. I also feel like it's it's on two ends of the spectrum where it's really like these masculine men that are like, I don't want to let my guard down. Because also that's the whole point of the podcast is to get you drunk and you have to tell me all your secrets. Right. Duh. And that's the whole and that's literally that's what you sign up. For. Duh. But duh. Nick's been begging. He's like, I have all these secrets. Please let me tell I, you. I've literally kept a journal Please. just to tell you, Charlotte. 
he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, oh, this I gotta, great. I gotta remember this story. Yep. Mm-hmm. I gotta re- he, he writes it in blood. Yep. He's like, duh. But, but then I also have men that I feel like they don't have the right or they don't, they, they don't know, like kind of their, they don't have a lot of experience or they don't have like, they're not currently in love or like they haven't been in love before. I've also wondered if and it's I'm an like, LA like, thing because you've interviewed a lot of people from LA. And so I, yes. I do think that it is different. I, I I've spent, I've spent a decent amount of time in LA in the last few years. You know, I go and visit and I, mm-hmm. it, my stay for yeah. a week and, um, yeah, I just really it's it's it is a different feel in other parts of the country than it is mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And so I wonder if like that could also add to it. Be a contributing factor, right. yeah. And so this is also a funny thing. I you obviously you know that I am from Texas. You are you're you're from Chicago basically, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. Okay. So I think it's funny. I did want to ask you about this as well because being from Texas, I had so many people like from my high school that either got married out of high school, got married right out of college. Like it's very, like, I feel like not my peripheral, like not my friends or even my peripheral friends, but I feel like there are so many people in my graduating class that are married with children right now. Yeah. That's, that's not the case. That's, that's not the case here. At least right. with my graduating class. I dated a girl from Florida for a long time. It's it's my longest relationship. And it, mm-hmm. it's like in, in what we were talking about earlier of like the relationships that defined me, this is definitely mm-hmm. on that list. And okay. there was a point in year two of our relationship where she was like, when are we getting engaged? I need a timeline. Because all of my friends are already married. And I was like, we're 24. Like, what? That's not even on my radar. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're you're spot on. It is a difference. It's like a regional difference. It's like, that's not what. I I don't think that is what my friends are doing in Chicago. (laughs) No. No. And it's... But it also, to me, I know two people off the top of my head that truly did start dating when they were young, like 14 or 15. And then once they got to like 23 or 24, it's like, okay, we've been together for like eight or nine years. We're going to be together. Like, this is kind of like, like, I know that you're my person and let's do it. And so in, but in those should they? cases, I'm- I, th- I mean, that's the question that I have. It's like, should they? Like, do they even know who they are? Like they haven't even been able to be real people yet. Like they haven't even like developed their own sense of who they are. So how do they know who they're going to be inside of a couple? That is valid. However, Freddie Prince Jr. did an interview with Howard Stern when he was engaged to Sarah Michelle Gellar. And he was like, you're so young. You don't know who you are yet what's going to happen when you grow and change yes. and he goes well we're going to grow and change together it's fair that's I'm a fa- not, that's a fair I'm point not i'm not saying that that is the majority i think that that is a beautiful minority of course and i strive to be 
in a relationship like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I mean, Sarah like, Michelle Gellar. I, I think everybody should. I mean, it's like they're the, you know, they're it. They're it. I remember right after Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt broke up, Ooh, I yeah. went to a comedy show. That was hard. I went to a an improv show and someone was doing a little bit of crowd work and she was like, y'all hear that Anna Ferris and, you know, Chris Pratt broke up, blah, blah, blah. like we all, you know, now we don't believe in love and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, are there any other couples that you're like, I will not believe in love if that couple breaks up and people were shouting. So I don't know, like some people were like, Oh, Kate and William and blah, blah, like, like a couple different things. And then I just go, Freddie Prince Jr. And Sarah Michelle Geller. And there was like a hush and she goes, Oh my God, that's it. That's, I mean, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a clear one. And, and like, to be honest, I'm Your I'm winner. pretty Hello. upset with myself that I haven't been using that um, in my everyday life, that I haven't been striving to be Freddie Prince Jr. Um, because like- You take that and you go for it, I, you know? Like, if somebody's asking me that question, I'm saying John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. But like, I think I'd rather be a Freddie Prince Jr. or Sarah Michelle Keller. Yeah. Hard hitting questions. Yeah. Um, hard hitting questions here. Hard hitting questions. I here on Love Junk, hard hitting questions. I I do love the Chrissy Teigen John Legend story of one time he was like on tour and he was stressed out and he was like, I just like can't give you what you want and I like we should break up and she goes, You're not breaking up with me. Right. This is just a face. Stop it. Yeah. And then he was like like three days later, he was like, Thanks for not letting me break up with you. <laughs> you know? Sometimes sometimes we need our partner to limit us in when we're breaking up with them. Yeah. If Casey tried to break up with me, I'd be like, well, now I got your key, bitch. What are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, true. Change your locks. Change your locks. Ding dong. Here I am. <laughs> Hello. He's watching. He's. I'm, I'm going to. Oh, I was going to bring this up earlier. I am going to New York next weekend for a business trip. Whoa. Wow. That is so funny. Fancy. Oh my God. She's got like a real person job and everything, y'all. A real person job where they like pay for my flight and my hotel. Oh like, my hello. God. What are you going to like hit the business right. center when you get there? Like, wow. We're, we're doing team building exercises. Get out of it's here, really? Right. Yes. Are you going to like, um, are you going to like uh, toss the ball around to like learn everybody's names or? Yeah, we're probably going to do that thing where we have to get the hula. Actually, with COVID, we're not going to do the thing with the hula hoop. Probably like build, you, you know, know with build COVID, a... you can play a little zip, zap, zop, right? Like that's a great one. I, I hate <laughs> Yeah, because it's fucking I awful. I hate it so much because it's terrible. And it's a theater game that you always had to play anytime you went anywhere. Oh, God. Yeah, the the real theater kids have trauma from Zip Zap Zap. Uh-huh. No, but 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 Casey is going to be watching Theo. They're gonna she's gonna spend some some oh, time wow. with her. It's very you serious. know, father figure. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's very, serious. very serious. My, my girlfriend has a dog. Um, his name is Charlie, and uh, he's an English bulldog, and he um, slobbers all over the damn place, and of course, always smells like fish. Just like his breath always smells like sardines. And you're like, where did you get that? I, I know. Where did they come from? I'm shocked every morning that he like comes over to my side of the bed and just like breathes his hot sardine breath. And I'm like, what? This is the worst alarm clock I've ever experienced. But also, it's a beautiful thing, man. But also, I love you so much. I'd die for you. He's a great time. Funny that your girlfriend is French and she doesn't have a French bulldog. You know what? I've thought the exact same thing. She doesn't think she doesn't think it's that 
weird. And then I'm like, well, maybe that we're just learning the wrong things in America because like we're always taught that like the English and the French hate each other. But she's like, whatever. English bulldogs are way cuter. So like, you know, that's it. Dang, dude. Learning. Just learning together in a safe environment. That's, That's what we're doing. So we did a million years ago, we were talking about y'all's first date. Yes. You were all, you know, she said you looked like the, the food, food critic, critic from, from Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yep. Was, was that what really like endeared her to you? Uh, no, she was like really lukewarm on me. She was like, who is this person? Why is he dressed like a Pixar animated character? And it's so damn cold because it, it truly was. And uh, we went out a few more times she invited me over to her house to make crepes. That's not a euphemism. She, we actually made crepes, and it. Did she have like a special crepe pan? Uh, yeah, and um, she was. Yeah, she like taught me how to do it, and I am the worst cook in the world. So like, um, mine turned out moderately fine, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, she just. Uh, I tricked her into loving me, and uh, here we are. My friend used to say that about her boyfriend and every single time I'd be like stop saying that he loves you because you're great and so now I'm going to tell you that she loves you because you're great mate you accept know, it I just accept it it's hard I'm such a humble person as you probably know um and so like me me and Mariah Carey the two most humble people e- easily in the easily. world easily I, I no one's better than us is what I'm saying um Mm-mm. But yes, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been. I I was talking to a friend of mine today uh, about my girlfriend, and it's like, uh, you know, I I I don't want to be flippant about it. It's been so fantastic, and uh, you know, it's like it's it's a very different sort of thing that I've ever been in, and uh, you know, my family is a big part of my life, and they're all like, Mm -hmm. "Yo, don't screw this up." So they, my dad, my dad told me, he's like, if you screw this up, like you're out of the family and she's still invited to Christmas. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's, you know, that's good to know. That's like, you know, solid, solid points. Yeah. I, uh, with my ex, it is funny because I do still hang out with ex bar friend. Ooh, he is a fan of the podcast. Jeez. Um, Number one fan. Friend of the podcast. I I do have a question about ex bar friend, but like we can, (gasps) you can. We, we can bring it up later. Okay. 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 Nick did text me when we were talking about it. He was like, I'm a huge fan of the podcast and I have a few questions of my I own. Do. And I was like, I oh, do. shit. Okay. So uh, with ex-bar friend, I always joke around that they're friends that I got in the divorce. Obviously, we're not really in divorce. Oh, that's good. But, no, that's, you know, that's like, a good joke. Yeah. Um, like, I got our favorite bartender in the divorce. <laughs> there was one time that my great friend, Allie Rosenstein, cited in our breakup me saying, can I still be friends with Allie? Oh, yeah. And there was one time, yes, we were, we were hanging out and her boyfriend who is like, was college roommates with him. Very good friend with him. We went down the list. He was, I was like, yeah, I just feel like it sucks. Cause I met these cool people and I feel like it would be weird to hang out with them. And he was like, tell me who, and I'll tell you if it'll be weird or not. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I don't know this person. And he goes, not weird next. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like kind of overwhelmed by like how supportive they were of me. Oh, and, like, I, I totally know what you're saying. Um, my roommate who uh, is uh, sitting in the other room and just like laughing at me when uh, I'm bumbling nonsense on this podcast, uh, uh, they were, they came to dinner with my uh, girlfriend and I, 
And as I drove my roommate home, they said, I really don't know how you found somebody so cool. Like she's way cooler than you. So I, I was not expecting that. I was, and I was, I told mm-hmm. him, I told him, thank you. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, also, I'm a little disappointed that you're one of my best friends in the world and you don't think I'm that cool, but like, you know, and you're immediately like, we're, we pick her. Keep, keeping pick it her. real. We keeping once, it real. We pick her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, what is your question about ex-barfriend? Okay. So on the Me, Myself, and I episode, you talk yes. in depth about how ex-barfriend kept breaking up with you around around um, uh, Valentine's Day. And yes. uh, my grandpa told me a story about when he was dating girls before he met my grandma, he always broke up with them before holidays and their birthdays so he didn't have to buy them presents and so i'm curious if you think that ex-bar friend was maybe just adverse to buying you presents that is a great question that's a fantastic question um so i will say that the first valentine's day we had only been seeing each other for a couple weeks at that point we were friends beforehand we'd only been seeing each other for a couple weeks would have been totally normal for him to not get me a present. Sure. I got him a very low key present. Sure. It was literally just a six pack of Topo Chico. No, that's good. That's good. Which was a mineral water that he liked. Yeah. And I put like a big bow on it kind of as a joke to be like, okay, this is enough. Cause I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware person in the sense that I'm like, I'm not going to ignore the fact that it's Valentine's day. I'm not expecting us to like go have a, like, I'm not expecting us to have like a romantic evening. We've been dating for a couple of weeks, but I know you like this drink. I'm going to put a big old bow on this box. I'm going to give you these sparkling waters. <laughs> Here you go. So it is funny that you bring that up. He asked me the night we were breaking up, <laughs> like the, you know, the, the second real time after we've been dating for about six months, he asked me if I still wanted my Valentine's Day present. Ooh, okay. That's a little so rude he did. to be quite honest. I know, right? I mean, just and like, I kind of. What what did he give you? No, what on. was it? Okay, so it was a makeup palette. Okay. It was Girl. a Jeffree Star makeup palette. Oh, bye. Okay, but these makeup palettes are like sixty dollars. Like they're they're pricey. Sixty dollars? Yeah. I don't know. That's that that yeah. seems a little low for me to be to be honest. not that I'm made of money. I have zero dollars. But like, of course. you know, I mean, I don't know. It just. Uh, well, he was he was a bartender. He made more money than I did as a part-time takeout, part-time server. Sure. Um, I was still relatively new to serving. So here's the thing about that. First of all, Jeffree Star has come under a lot of backlash recently. Yes. He's been doing some shitty things. Yes. I no longer purchase his makeup for a while. I was a very good fan of his. Was linked to Kanye um, for, for a, a minor amount of time. Yep. So he has just done a lot. A lot of shady stuff has come out about Jeffree Star. I no longer support Jeffree Star. I no longer buy his products. However, I already have it. Like, if I already have it, I'm not going to smash it or throw it away because he already has my money, sure. you know? Like, he already sure. has my money. I mean, do you have a I'm gift gonna... receipt? Like, that's sort of the question I would have asked ex-bar friend. Like, like, yes, I want the gift if there's a receipt involved. Well, at the time, this was before all of the backlash, so I was still a really big fan. And he was like, I got you the blood sugar palette. And I was like, I really want that one because that's the red-themed palette, mm. and I really wanted it. Okay. 
And he gave it to me like two days later when we saw each other at work. And it was Oh, that's worse. That's way worse. And he gave it to me and I cried and it was bad. Why? No, it was terrible. Ex-barfriend, why would you? I I have so many. I have a lot of questions for ex-barfriend. I'm going to start a podcast that is just me asking questions to ex-barfriend because that is... I think I it's you drinking gin yes, and asking ex-boyfriend yes, questions. That's it. And that's the that's whole it. podcast. That's it. But something that I will say is that for Christmas, he also got me a Jeffree Star eyeshadow palette. Okay. I'm sensing And then a theme. three months later. Exactly. I'm like, okay, you didn't learn anything else about me in three months that you wanted to get me for because we celebrated our Christmas early. Sure. And I got him like a leather toiletry bag that had like his initials like embossed into Damn, it. Bro. And then for Valentine's Day, I made him a like it, I bought a denim jacket and then took a band tee from his favorite band and like cut it out and put it on the back of the denim jacket. Yeah. Like I and he bought you a makeup palette. See, this and he is, bought me a second makeup. This palette. is why this is why I said what I said originally, which is like, girl, bye. So yeah, it is funny that you bring that up though, because when I first brought the makeup palette home, again, it was two days after we had broken up. I was like crying. I was like, my roommate was like, I think you should like, I think you should return it. I think you should give it away. I think you should throw it away. I think you should. It's you like know, the worst do, I don't time think you should keep it. to do eye makeup is when you're crying because of a breakup. It's when you're just <laughs> sobbing, dude seriously and i'm like it's high quality but it's not that high quality it's it's gonna go somewhere but she told she was like i think you should get rid of it and i was like but i want it though like i want it and i i I mean i get it i still have it and the other day i went out to benny honda to celebrate my friend's engagement and you know what palette i used the blood sugar that fucking palette blood sugar and i was using it i was doing like some like blood sugar palette is what I've always like said. I've palette. always said that. I have literally rolled the tapes back. I have always said go that. Back to, listener, always. go back to the beginning of the episode. What did I say? <laughs> but I even, it's, I again, it's so funny you bring that up because I was thinking about that while I was doing my makeup. And I was like, remember when Natalie's telling me to throw this palette away? Because, and I did think for a second that I would always associate it with him. And I was just like, no, now I just like want to do like a reddish look, like a red themed look for my eye makeup. And I'm having a great time and I have no hard feelings and, you know, I'm no hard feelings towards the palette. I got some hard feelings towards him, but, you know, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have. okay? so you're you're asking me about ex-bar friend. Do you have like a because he was kind of like my big breakup. Like what was your like big, big breakup? My big breakup. It's it's interesting because it, it leads into sort of two stories. So I I dated a girl that we're going to use a code name. Um, <gasps> code names really quick. I have to give my disclaimer oh, yeah, that you've please. heard a million times. So, you know, you're probably wondering right now, you're listening to this podcast. You're like, oh, no, I've been involved with Charlotte Rose or Nick Narcissi. And you're thinking, I don't want all my shit out there. Fear not, because here at Love Drunk, we do use code names so that no one knows who we're talking about, but you'll know, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know. So I dated for, for a long time. I dated Kelsey Ballerini, not the country superstar, but I, God, I wish it was the country superstar to be honest with you. That would have made this episode so much more entertaining. uh, We we would have had a lot more listeners. We would have had a lot more listeners to be quite honest. Um, I'll still tag her in it. Don't worry about it. 
So um, they'll get halfway through. They'll get halfway through it before they even <laughs> they realize, realize I didn't date like. Kelsey Ballerini. <laughs> but like, also Kelsey Ballerini, sup? But <laughs> awful, awful. But, uh, I'm so in love with my girlfriend, but also Kelsey Ballerini. Hello. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I dated this girl for a long time, Kelsey Ballerini, and uh, we dated for four years, which is a long, long time, especially, uh, you know, in my in my life. Um, it's It was a it was a big it, it was the biggest relationship and the longest relationship I've ever been in by far. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things went sideways at the end. And I, I'll, I'll say that I wasn't the best boyfriend uh, in this relationship. I, I certainly had my flaws and I, I definitely caused a lot of the problems that we had. And I, I know that and I'll totally own up to that. But it was a, a really challenging relationship and it was very manipulative and very toxic, you know, um, and when it ended, I was doing this play in uh, in St. Louis, and I uh, met my co-star, and I started seeing her at the end of this relationship uh, because we were mm-hmm. we were it took a long time to end, and um, the the relationship with Kelsey Ballerini ended, and I wasn't too affected by it. I, I was sad. I cried. And my life changed. I was living in a, I was living in Milwaukee and I had to move and I no longer had an apartment and I had to quit my job in Milwaukee and things like that. Oh my God. I know. It definitely upended my life in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I, what, um, sorry, what ages were these? Like four years, yeah, like when to when? We dated from like 22 to 26 ish. Formative years. Mm-hmm. And, I I wasn't I wasn't totally upset because I was seeing this other girl that I'll call Stella. And I was I was seeing Stella for for just a few months and I, I was really really infatuated with her. I, I mean I I I really thought like this is a different sort of this is a different thing. I, I'd never experienced this in my previous relationship. And it was uh I moved back to my parents' house and I was working at Starbucks in my hometown and I was miserable. Uh, but I was happy. I was going down to St. Louis every couple of weeks and I was going to see Stella. And uh, I, it, it was Black Friday. I worked, I opened Starbucks that morning and I went home and I took a shower and I was leaving to drive down to St. Louis. And as I was pulling out of my parents' driveway, I got a text message from, Stella and she was like I can't do this anymore. I I can't I can't be with you. This is not the thing that I I I can do right now and it was a, a very long text message and I was heartbroken. And at that point I think I finally understood where I was at and the the relationship with Kelsey Ballerini and the relationship with Stella both sort of hit me at the same time. And I was, I, I was totally depressed. I mean, it, it, it was really challenging. Um, and then like to have to go back and work at Starbucks in your hometown and see like 
people you went to high school with and, you know, you're working the drive through window. It was a really, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Um, and it took me, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to work through that and to figure out where I was, um, and what to do next. And it wasn't until like, as the pandemic was beginning that I felt that I was in the right place. And then, and then boom, global pandemic. And as, I mean, it's like you, like you said it, like, your twenties are not, um, like, like not in every, in everybody's twenties, they don't have a global pandemic that like upends them for a few years and like, they can't do Mm -hmm. what they've been working towards. So I, I struggle, I, you know, I struggled in the beginning and that's sort of why I fell into that, that initial relationship of trying to find something else. And, and, um, I'm really happy that I'm not in that first relationship and that I'm, I'm at where I'm at now. And, um, it's, it's been a game changer, but it took me years. It took me actual years to figure out, to, to track where I am and, and where I want to go. Wow. That's yeah. I, I completely understand in the sense of when you realize that you're ready and how long it can take you. And then also like, Oh, I'm ready now. And like this, and, and I've mentioned this before that my 27th birthday was going to be my personal new year where I had all these goals and all of these things that I wanted to accomplish. I had a game plan and then global pandemic. And what do you do? What do you do when you think that like the time that you were about to get your shit together, you're going to die. Exactly. It's horrific and it's awful. There, and um, there was also like glad we made it. Uh, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Very happy that I made it. Th- there was also a lot of there was a lot of times that I tried to force myself to be ready in the mm-hmm. in the years between then and now. And right. I no amount of forcing was going to make it right until it was right. And I was still hurting for a long time and I was still trying to find the, the right person. But I, I was, I was looking so much at, is this the right person? And I wasn't looking Mm -hmm. at myself of saying like, am I ready to actually find someone? Right. Dang dude. That's like, self-actualization that is like some intense work you had to do on yourself yeah and well and i you know i i i definitely credit a lot to therapy um uh and i started going to therapy because i saw a meme that said going to therapy is the new being tall and um that's uh definitely one of the reasons that i uh started seeing my therapist but i love that so much i think Everyone should go to therapy. 100%. I think everyone 100%. should go to therapy. I'm I'm waiting for my once my insurance officially switches over for my new job. Me booking a therapist. The other day I posted a close friend story on Instagram where I said every every day I go without a therapist, I am one step closer to doing a brain crime. <laughs> and one of my 
friends FaceTimed me and I go, hello. And she goes, what's a brain crime? And I go, it's, you know, when you do a thing that you know is going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay, don't do that. And I was like, I'm not. I'm just saying that every like day. Like I'm closer, closer to doing it. I'm closer to it, you know, I, doing something that I know is going to hurt my when, feelings. When I was dating Kelsey Ballerini, I wanted to see uh, a therapist. And I, I told her that one time. And she was like, I don't understand. Like, I could be your therapist. And I was like, nope. what? Uh-uh. Toxic. And, Toxic. And she Bad. was like, she was like, I just don't understand why you can't talk to me like you could talk to a therapist. I was like, you're the problem. Like you're the you're the person that I want to talk about to the therapist. So like I can't talk to you about it. What I love about a therapist, I've had two therapists in my life. One of them was a trained like like life coach too, oh, sure. which is cool because she gave me it, it was very cool. And I think that I will look for this in my next therapist is that she had tools that she gave me where instead of being like, I'm so sorry, you're anxious. Like she was, and I'm not saying that like all therapists are just like, sorry. Like my first therapist was very, she was like a Christian based therapist, which at the time, like my dad had just died and it was, it, it was good. And it was what I needed at the moment. But then when I went back to therapy, she was giving me tools where she's like, when you are anxious, that is excitement without breathing. So it is, you need to check your breath patterns. Mm. You need like, that is the body's reaction. Yeah. You got to check your breath patterns. When you have a feeling, you need to clock the feeling. You need to say what it is and acknowledge it. And once you know one of like the five core feelings that it is, it will be easier to handle. So she gave me tools and I really appreciate that. Um, but what I love about a therapist is that they are a third party and they have no stakes in anything. They have no stakes in anything. Absolutely. And if I go in and I talk shit about, you know, everything in my life, she is not on the side of even me. Like she's on my side kind of, but like she's, she's not on the side of my job. Oh, my friends, my, you know, everyone has a natural bias and it is not bad. Just everyone has a natural bias. And when you speak to someone that is completely third party, they have no bias at all. And they are able to speak more clearly on that subject than anyone else. Is. Yeah, I, it's it's been a, a really uh, game changing experience for me. And and I like you said, I, I truly uh, suggest everybody go talk to a therapist. It, it's so funny too, like talking to my family, telling them like, Oh yeah, I, I have therapy or I'm I'm seeing a therapist now. They're like, What's wrong? What's wrong with you? You broken? You hurt? And it's like, no, that's not what this is about. This is about like I'm doing maintenance. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it's maintenance. maintenance. It's, it's all good. It's, it's maintenance. It's all good. And and they're like, Okay, yeah, that's uh we can maybe trust that. And I'm like, Y'all, relax. It's fine. <laughs> Like, if you're wondering if I'm talking about you, yes, I am. And you know what? Of it's, course I am. It's oh my not God, that bad. <laughs> because I'm talking to them, it's not that bad. Because I'm able to express myself in a way that, like, it's good. Also, be loved. Stay drunk. Get vaxxed. Get vaxxed. Be covered. Get covered. Yeah. Be covered. Go, Go to, to therapy. therapy. Yep, yep. This is, these are the t-shirts. That's the merch. Are you guys writing this down? That's the merch. This is important. Write it down. Make a note of it. This will be on Um, the test. So now that, yes, now that you are the healthiest man alive, we, we stand a therapy king. He's in a good relationship. He's working on himself. The healthiest man alive chugs his White Claw while this question is going on. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's Mm -hmm. me chugging a lime White Claw. Um, Are you going to get married and can I come? You know, 
Charlotte, this is the toughest question that you could have asked me. Um, let, let me say this. Um, I feel like it's going to be bad news for me. I, I once asked my grandparents how many people they had at their wedding. And my grandpa told me, um, well, your grandma argues with me. She says a thousand, I say eleven hundred, but at that point, who's really counting? So I feel like I need to have a wedding also that large, and I don't know that many people. So not only do I want you to come, but I need you to come. I thought that was gonna go the exact opposite direction. I thought that you were going to be the very first person on this podcast that was like, listen, I want to have a small intimate wedding. <laughs> There was, there was definitely that chance. There was definitely that chance. But we are best friends and I need you there. I need you there we for are, me. We are best friends. And if you don't invite your best friend to your wedding, like what are you even doing, dude? No, no, you man. Know? No, man. Can't can't go without my best friend, man. Can't go without your best friend, dude. I'll officiate. Don't worry about okay. it. It'll be great. Right. Don't Get worry. ordained and then we I can talk. Have a, I will have a white claw in hand and I will and I will be like, listen, this is my best friend. We are meeting in person for the, for the first, first time. time. And it is. <laughs> for the first time. Okay. I will now Finally. marry these two. That'd um, actually be lovely. So it would be great. Now we can't meet, dude. No, that's it. Now it, we can't. We set it up. <laughs> I guess it's virtual from now on. I guess this is it. Virtual, you and yep. me. Now on. Even if you are in LA or I'm in Chicago, no, I'm, it is I'm Zoom never. Only. Yeah, I'm never calling you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Um, so were you so obviously you said your your grandparents, they talked about having like this huge wedding. So growing up, did you think you were gonna have a big wedding? Are you like I did. I did you always have like these images of your wedding? I always thought I, I was gonna have a big wedding. And I, I've been to some pretty large weddings too. It, but but it is different because I I haven't been to that many weddings. Um I I like we were talking about earlier, like I just don't have a lot of friends that have gotten married yet. Do I want a big wedding? I I don't actually know. What what I want is I want the day to be special and I want the day yeah. to uh, I, I want to be able to celebrate the day with my wife and I want that to be a, a special day for us. I think a lot of the time it gets lost and it's it's a day for the family. And it's a day for right. for the people that are attending. And that is so hard to give them like this big momentous day. I, I agree with what you've said on the podcast of like, I just want to provide an, an open bar and, and, you know, I'm sure everybody will have a good time at that point. Um, right. Of course. But I've always been, I've always been the person that wants a big party that wants the people to enjoy it that that wants um you know the most people there uh but also i've learned that i love sort of just spending time with my close group of friends i i've learned that in the pot in the um i almost said the podcast i've learned that in this podcast <laughs> listening to the podcast it's really tough no I, this is what I i've want, learned it in the know? pandemic of like i i really I do. I'm an extrovert, but I love spending time just with a small group of people. Um, 
I'm not getting married anytime soon. So we, we don't have to make plans, but like, I just know that our friendship, you and mine is going to grow. Mm-hmm. And so you will oh, certainly be on the guest list. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this friendship. That's going to blossom and big just... wedding or small wedding. You will certainly be there. Stop. I love it so much. So I have always been, obviously, you know, you've listened to the podcast, open bar, big wedding, yes. love hoopla. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a gal who loves hoopla. Everything's bigger in Texas. We get it. We know it. We love it. Everything is bigger in Texas. Come on. So I really have, so a lot of my friends have recently gotten engaged and I've been so excited because I, there are some weddings that I'm going to be a part of in a sense that like I'm a part of the bridal party. I was I'm maid of honor for a wedding next May. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Um, But I just, it is teaching me a lot about weddings and not in the sense of like, oh, I want this or I don't want this, but it's planning is hard. It's stressful. And it was very funny because there is one point where I was talking to my boyfriend and um, I mentioned this in previous podcasts where it's, we always kind of talk around it in the sense where it's like, kind of weird. We don't want to be like, our wedding. And so finally we sat down, like when a bunch of our friends had gotten engaged, my friends, never mind. It was my friends. All my friends are getting engaged. His friends are not engaged yet. Uh, I am going to a wedding for he's best man at a wedding, but more of my friends are getting engaged than his friends right now. But we kind of sat down, we were like talking about weddings and planning and how stressful it is and all this. And then finally I just go, can we just like not be weird about weddings? And like, let's just say that if we ever talk about a wedding, we mean us unless something changes. Like we don't have to be completely 110% committed. Just let's just be in this relationship and commit as long as we commit. But again, I I think that uh, Charlotte, I think that's a great point that you're, you're making of like, you know who you are and Casey knows who he is and you guys mm-hmm. are a couple together. You're, you're not, you're not just this amalgam of a, of a, a couple, you know, like you're, you're right. two distinct people and you're able to talk about that and it's not putting pressure mm-hmm. on or, or, you know, freaking the other person out. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that only comes with time and, and right. I, I, I think that comes with growth and maturity. I, I, I don't think that you can have that conversation when you're 20 and no. not feel pressure or freaked out. Yeah. So it definitely was a huge step to where I'm like, Because honestly, just with my past and with everything, I'm like walking on eggshells. I'm like, I don't want to freak you out. I don't want to weird you out. That's so so shitty. I'm so I'm so sorry that you have to like walk on eggshells because you shouldn't. It's your relationship. It's it's a you're in a couple. Like, like, but but I know. I I mean, that is that that is. uh, I I know because again, I am a super fan of the podcast. So like, I know how. sort of ex-bar friend made you feel and and you know it's uh really i feel can't bad. wait for y'all's podcast Dang. no i know we're, can't we're wait gonna for be really just good asking all these we're, we're gonna be really good it's gonna be called uh current bar friends and it's yeah you know it's gonna be great check us out we're on yeah. spotify and and spotify apple, apple podcast, podcast. Yeah, you know we're, we're on everything we're on everything 
yeah. So it it also, but all I'm I'm getting more comfortable in the sense that like we are talking about weddings, and it's hilarious because we start talking, and then we're like, maybe wedding planning is very stressful. Oh my god, it's it's, it's got to be so hard. It's got to be so hard. It's I just can't. I'm like listening to all this stuff, and I'm like, this is insane. But I so the wedding that I'm going to be made of honor for. It's going to be like a micro wedding, like 50 people in like rural Oregon. And I'm so excited. I think it's going to be so beautiful. That sounds like it's a very hell funny. of a party. Honestly, that sounds so much fun. Yes. And I didn't realize that I would like, and not in the sense that, and, and granted, when it comes to my wedding, I still kind of want like a big wedding, whatever. I didn't even think that I would ever fathom like, why would someone want this? Like, let it, but just like, hearing more about it and you just get so excited because you're like there are so few people there and like I'm there and I'm standing up there with you like you're declaring your love for this person and you thought me important enough to invite like that is so incredible so anyone that has like a micro wedding or a very small wedding or a backyard wedding or whatever I I was a part of a micro wedding uh my (gasps) one one of my best one of my best friends Ooh. Girl, I'm love drunk. I am. I am there. I've. I'm feeling it, y'all. He's love drunk, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying so hard to act like I am not love drunk. But I'm love drunk, y'all. I'm. I'm love drunk, it's y'all. The, it's the claws, y'all. They got me. They it's got the me. Claws. But uh, I, I have a, a very uh, tight knit group of friends. Uh, there's four of us. We call ourselves the Turtle Club. We all have a matching tattoo. Uh, it's a turtle. And, uh, I was about to say, is that it is, it is. Um, and we were invited to, uh, our friend, Emily, her, her wedding. Um, and Mm -hmm. the other three of us, we were the ring bearers. So there was like one, all three three of of us. So there was one, uh, pillow and three of us. And, uh, for a while she was like, I don't know. You guys could just like make it a farce if you want. You guys could just like play football with the with the pillow or you know play frisbee or something i don't know just have fun and we were like it's your wedding so we're not gonna do that but um we're not gonna have fun like you give us the fun that we're allowed to have and we will follow it very and then we were also like like i was in charge of the music of her like walking down the aisle and it's like when i say micro wedding it was micro like it was we were all doing multiple jobs it was uh it was also like a surprise wedding. Her family didn't know it was happening. So like it yeah. just sort of happened. Yeah. They thought it was an, an engagement party. And we were like, surprise, it's the wedding. It was it was literally the Andy and April from Parks and Rec. Like, we're having a dinner party. Surprise, we're also getting yeah. married. It, and it was lovely and it was beautiful. And like we all cried. It was so good. And then we had a pool party after. And so it was like at that point, I really – understood like what a micro wedding was and i was like oh my god this was really fun this was really good we just got a food truck and it was like so much good food like uh so so that is uh definitely a thought that i have um as also again i'll I'll remind you i have zero dollars so like planning a wedding is so damn expensive (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to my friend talk about planning her wedding when I had $17 in my bank account. Hey, that's not, that's a lot of dollars though. Like if we if you really think about it. Thank you. That's enough to like avoid an overdraft fee for maybe like 2 or 3 days before you, you know, 
you you get the fucking apple like oh we before they're like they're like this is not sustainable you you need to do something about this yeah i have i have spent most of my life living paycheck to paycheck and i'm pretty sure it's like making me prematurely gray like this is just it's it's awful and it's terrible i think finally with this new job i might be able to like have savings maybe who knows i i don't have 401k now look at you are they matching they're matching okay but girl are they hiring jeez Maybe it is fully remote. I'll talk to you about okay, it. You work in healthcare. I'll talk okay, to you about it. So, so this is what I love though is they say we will match twenty five percent of four percent, and I was like, "That's one percent." Hello, that's one percent. Just you say you'll match one percent. Just say one percent. Just say one percent. My mom even I like was I called her because I was like, "What is a four hundred one k? How much do I do?" And she's like, "You." She said, "Preferably you put in as much as they match." She goes, "Yeah, my last job they said we match fifty percent of six percent. So just say you match three percent. Just say three. Just say three. You're not tricking me. Why are you trying to lie to me? Hello. Listen, I may be love drunk, but I'm not that math drunk that I can't do fifty percent of six. So like. Here we go. That's the one thing I can do, friend. I can do it. But yeah, so I changed it. Before I got my first big paycheck, I was like, no, no, no. We fucking getting on. You don't take 4% from me. It's like an automatic 4%. I go, why would I give you 4% if you're only matching 1%? You know, Charlotte, I I had a weird suspicion that this was going to get into tax drunk tonight. Like, I, for some reason, I was thinking about this at work. I'm like, I feel like we're going to get into tax drunk, which is... You're like, we're going to talk about... We guns to talk about taxes. Which I, I really think is the least exciting of the drunk podcast family. Um, but it, I, w- I will say it's the least exciting until you get audited. And then it is the most exciting. <laughs> Me terrified every time I fucking do my taxes. I did my taxes and they were like, actually... We said we were going to give you this much, but we're going to give you $500 less because of this reason. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Just don't audit me, please. I'm scared. Welcome to Tax Drunk, ladies and gentlemen, where all we drink is gin. Tax Drunk. Making history. Stop it. You stop. My literal nightmare. My literal nightmare. Like if I died and went to hell right now, it would be Tax Drunk where all we did was drink gin. Uh, hi, this is Nick Narcissi's uh, podcast, Tax Drunk. <laughs> and uh, all we drink is gin. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Turn off the turn off the camera. Turn off the mic. That's actually a great idea of literally just tax drunk, where you get drunk and you talk about. Yeah, please cut this out because I'm starting this podcast. <laughs> That's a million dollar million dollar idea. Million dollar idea. Holy shit! Oh my god, Nick. Okay, you're a fan of the podcast. Hundred percent. You've heard this podcast yes, before, I have. right? So I feel like you might be someone that would really love, we haven't done this in a while because everyone's been like on a fucking higher plane and no one wants to get down and dirty and low key curse do someone. It. Let's, yeah. Oh, I do. I'm there. Thank you. I feel like the last few times I've asked, people are like, I don't want to do it because of like this and valid. I'm never going to make you do something you don't want to do. However, I'm like, but it's all in good fun. We do not wish death or dismemberment. We wish like spilling the coffee on the lap, you know? So I want to know who do you want to low key curse and what is the the low key curse you want to throw on? I I want to, who, who I want to low key curse is, is interesting. I, I, okay. Uh, Let me say I'm going to low key curse. Kelsey Ballerini. 
like not the again not the actual kelsey ballerini she's like about to go on tour i wish her the best but my my code name kelsey ballerini and and my low-key curse is that i hope you accidentally put your favorite sweater in the dryer and it gets too small Dude, she's gonna try to, and she's gonna try to stretch she's it. She's gonna try. Gonna she's work. gonna do the whole thing where she she's, like puts it in soap and tries to stretch it, but it's not gonna work. She she's put gonna, it in the dryer. she's gonna Google like DIY yep. stretch sweater yep. shrank accident yep. search, and she's gonna look through all those DIYs. None of it's gonna no, work. No, none of it. None of it work. because she put it in, she work. accidentally put it in the dryer, and oops, can't do that. It's too oops, small now. Big oops. That's it. Low key curse that's a fantastic low-key curse thank you just came to me so much it's the claws i mean again there ain't no laws tonight so like there ain't no laws and that means that sweaters do be shrinking they be shrinking love songs and breakup songs let's talk about it i have the the love or the breakup song that i think resonates with me the most is Mm -hmm. all your favorite bands by dawes and it's it's a great song where they're talking about how they're breaking up with somebody and the other person, the other person wanted it, but they're wishing the best for the other person. And they're wishing that all their favorite bands stay together. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great jam. I love that song. Um, I really started listening to listening to it a lot after like Mm -hmm. the breakup with, uh, Kelsey Ballerini and Stella. But something that was interesting too with that breakup was both of them really liked the song Good Kisser by Lake Street Dive. Yes. And very familiar with that one. Love that song. Great song. Lake Street Dive. Mm-hmm. Love the band. But like both of them, like one of them was a good kisser and one of them wasn't. So like, but but both of them liked the song. So it was. One of them is going to get their heart broken. It was a really funny thing for me to see post breakup how do you how do you deal with someone that's a bad kisser like what do you do okay well here's the thing so uh i was told that i was a bad kisser for <gasps> when for four years in a relationship with kelsey ballerini for four years she told me i was a bad kisser and i was like what then why are you still dating me like i i'm i'm, Why are you still I'm shocked me, I'm like, like i don't think i'm that bad no one's ever like said anything mm-hmm. and so like that's sort of fucked me up and so now like whenever i but well now i'm only kissing one person but but like uh since then i've always asked i'm like uh hey like, we're just doing a straw poll here uh on a scale of one to ten how would you rate my kissing ability and you know what? It's it's like n- above five, and I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like I'll take it. I'll take above average. So, you know what? Oh, this was a big conversation that I had in college and beyond. Is kissing compatibility? That's true. Because I think it's true. I think that kissing compatibility is way more important than is someone a good kisser or a bad kisser because i feel like someone can give you a very very low rating if you don't have a good if you're missing mouths if you're like doing too much on the top and yep. they want the bottom you yep. know, I know like, exactly what like you're that. saying 
And even the worst kissers, if two terrible kissers get together, it could be magic. As long as they have the it compatibility. You know, you're so you're if so they right. have that compatibility. And and her and I had no compatibility in like anything, especially in kissing and I, I guess. And uh, yeah, for four long years, I was told how bad I am. And uh, sad. It's okay. I'm seeing a therapist now, so it's all good. So like, you know, we're working that out. You can talk to them about it. Yeah. I, I used to, I was like the, the teenager that was so obsessed with love and like so obsessed with everything that I would look up YouTube videos on like, like I was like 15 or 16. I'd be like, how'd you give a blowjob? Like truly just like, just for knowledge. I mean, yeah. I, the more you know. Like I was horny. The more you know. I was horny, well, but sure, also you're 15. That makes for sense. knowledge yeah. sake, because everyone is, is so horny when they're fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, horniest years. But I used to look things up all the time, and like I would be like, "How to kiss boys?" You know, oh, like yeah, I would, fair. I, I was like, "Let's do some research," you know. And there was one video where it was like, if you don't like the way that someone is kissing, typically someone reacts better to positive reinforcement, where if they do something good, then say, oh, I like the way you do that thing with your tongue or like, oh, I like, I like it when you do this thing. Yeah, there was was none of that. You're a bad kisser. It was, it was just like, you don't know how to do this. Have you ever done this before? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Hello. And this is why, this is why we're no longer together. I mean, there yeah, there are a lot sense. of other reasons as well, but like uh, th- this is certainly one of them. That was the most important one. It, it was oh my god, an important reason. Nick, Charlotte, I hate to say this, we like we're like reaching the end this here. Is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. I would love to continue talking to you for hours and hours, but we are, Hey, listen, we're best friends. We can do, we that can do it all podcast, the time. You know? We're best friends. We can do it all the time if we want. Because we're best friends. I'm going to officiate your wedding with a white claw in my Duh. hand. I have one last question for Lay you. Lay it on me. You knew this was coming. Uh-huh. Nick Narcissi, what does love feel like? It is so hard to describe what love feels like. And I have been trying to come up with a really good answer to that question. A lot of your a lot of your friends of the pod have said amazing things. It feels like sunshine. It feels like a glow, you know, within you. I, I, they've come up with really amazing answers, and and I don't think I could come up with an amazing answer. But but I will tell a, a quick story of what happened to me last night that I think extenuates to this last night uh i'm so excited sorry i have to interrupt to say i'm so excited to hear this last night i was at home at 11 p.m and uh i got a a facetime from my girlfriend and she cut her finger very bad and she said i need i think i need to go to the hospital and so we we went to the hospital and uh we were sitting in a waiting room from 11:30 p.m. last night until 7:30 a.m. and it was terrible it was it was brutal we were sitting in chairs that were just like the most uncomfortable chair i've ever sat in in my life and i didn't get any sleep and 
at 7.30, we finally got a room and she was able, all she needed was a few stitches. And uh, it was really unfortunate that it took us that long. But while she was getting her stitches, she was very nervous. And I was there holding her hand. And we were just joking the whole time about how maybe they should just cut off her finger. Maybe we shouldn't even be here. Like we should have probably done that a few hours ago and we could have gotten a good night's sleep. And we were just joking with each other and laughing. And we were both so tired and and so upset with the situation. But we were so happy that we were there together. And I think that that epitomizes to me what love feels like. Even in the hardest points of your relationship, you're able to go through it with grace together. I love it. Yay. Oh, that's so sweet. Y'all can't see if you're listening to this. Like I'm freaking out over here. Just like, ah! I mean, I'm blushing oh too. I, 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 I will say, I will say. So cute, dude. Oh my gosh. Nick, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a dream come true. Yay. Oh my God. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at love drunk pod. You can follow my personal account at Oh Charlotte Rose. You can follow the love drunk Twitter that hasn't tweeted in 10,000 years at love drunk pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Oshar Rose. Plug your stuff. Nick. Um, you can follow me at Nick Narcissi on all of the social medias. Um, I also don't tweet much. I did tweet angrily last night at the hospital that we were at. Um, so I guess you'd see that if you followed me. I also at doctors stitch her up, yeah, please. Thank it was you. like at hospital. Why the fuck have I been waiting for seven hours? Yeah. But uh, but I also uh, do want to do a, a quick plug for for my roommate's podcast. Uh, my roommate has been very gracious in letting me use all of their recording equipment and uh, they have a really great um, story going on in their podcasts. Uh, They are the pod has been cast and uh, it's uh, a really fun time, but you guys can check that out also. Oh my God. It's it's significantly less drunk than I am currently, but it's still a fun time. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Again, Nick, thank you so much. I had such a blast. Thank you. It's been, it's been wonderful. It's truly a, and I yes, mean that so I mean glad. that for the whole podcast. It's it's been a wonderful thing to listen to. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so you're too good to me. I'm just smiling from ear to ear. But um all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night. <laughs>